visiting with a very special Shop of the Week this week, joined by Elizabeth Neptune Dodge. So let's get right down to it. This is the 50th anniversary of Westlake High School, the 50th homecoming. Did you ever think that you would be back here for this in the capacity that you are? No, I did not, but I'm glad I am. It's really interesting to see the full circle of it because I start thinking about it. So Elizabeth Neptune, and we won't talk about what class you're you're from, so <laughs> class of 19, hurrah, track, mm-hmm. volleyball, mm-hmm. highline, mm-hmm. AD and head coach's daughter, mm-hmm. and now you're the AD and head coach's wife. You know, here we are all this time later, as much as we talk about Coach Dodge and as much as we talk about your father, you're the glue. You're you're the one right in the middle kind of holding that legacy together. How do you perceive the legacy of the Neptune family here at Westlake? It's really, really important to me. We moved out here in 69 when there was no football field, just portables, worked out at St. Stephen's. I mean, I've just seen it all and it's important to me. My dad loved this place so much and it meant so much to him. I know he's just so proud of me and just so glad that we're here and able to continue some of the things that he he put in. What are some of the traditions that you recognized from basically spending your whole childhood here, but then traveling to other places and in some places establishing mm-hmm. a new culture, establishing new traditions? What are some of the things that are still in play today that were when you were growing up here? For me, since I was in the High Line, I was a lieutenant in the High Line, and they still entered the field exactly the same. They still do the same movements. I could literally go sit in the high line and do all the things that they do up in the stands. That's from, you know, the 70s. There's a lot of familiarity, you know. Although there's a lot of new traditions, like, for instance, when the football players come out at the field house, that's something Todd started that are, is great. There's also so many things that have remained the same, which is important because, I mean, if it's not broke, don't, you don't have to fix everything. The idea that uh, the coach's wife, I would always call it a, a CEO, type of position Mm -hmm. from the standpoint of what that means in the high school football culture. One of the unique things that I've seen you do while you're here, and I'm sure that you've done over the 34 years that he's been in this business, not just be a coach's wife and, and the support and obviously be the cheerleader behind the scenes, but it's also managing a way to teach other significant others how to be married to a football coach. Right. That is such a unique position because I've watched you mentor young coaches' wives, young coaches' girlfriends, or, right. or whatever significant significant other there might be. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that is a big job. Do you take pride in that, and what goes into that? It's something that I feel like is, it's very important to me, and I have always done it. For instance, like the staff here at Westlake, after every home game, they come to our house, and we feed them, and their kids come, and sometimes they're there till 12, and sometimes they're there till 2 in the morning. The kids are generally in my mother's king-size bed. They're all sleeping. My mom's got crafts for them every Friday night. It's a family. These young coaches' wives, they don't really know what to expect at the beginning. And I think if they feel like Todd loves them, that I love them, that we're, you're allowed to come to practice with your kids and watch if you want, you, you're a part of this, that um, everybody's happy. And we, are, we really feel that way here. It's a blessing. Every week during the Shab of the Week, mm-hmm. I talk about the perspective of a 16 and 17-year-old mm-hmm. kid. You know, we often forget sometimes that they are kids. Sometimes I think the coaches can can fall into that, hey, they're players, hey, they're players. What I've noticed with Coach Dodge is it's completely different in, in some ways that he is very mindful that they are kids. Mm-hmm. Has that changed over the years? Has he mellowed and kind of understood that sometimes we have to remember that there's only mm-hmm. so much input we can give them right. uh, and expect performance? I think it's something he's always had. I think being a player himself, being a, a collegiate player and understanding that you know they're doing the best that they can 99% of the time. If you're coaching them like you should and nurturing them, 
you know, at the end of the day, the outcome's the outcome. And everybody's, you know, on the same page and trying to do their best. So he hadn't changed at all. He's always done that. We, I just last night, we ate with the quarterbacks. We eat with them every Tuesday night. It's important that I go to. And we just commented last night that everybody's so relaxed. We got Sante there. We're talking about homecoming. Tacos, y'all can talk about homecoming because he's not, he didn't want them talking about homecoming. Of course, <laughs> I want to know who their dates are. Right. I wanted to see pictures they showed me on their phones. I've gotten to know them on a different level, and it's really important. And you've had some pretty amazing Tuesday night dinners oh, with yeah. some pretty amazing people. You know, I start thinking of the roster of people that have come to to your house or wherever mm-hmm. you might go over the course of the years. There's Chase Daniel, there's mm-hmm. McElroy, there's right. Taylor Anderson, mm-hmm. there's Sam Ellinger. Mm-hmm. There's a, a number of folks that are now high profile that I'm sure if you asked them Tuesday night at Coach Dodges, what's the mindset of getting to know those kids from your perspective? I think it's just letting them know that we're more than just coaches. We're more than just coaches' wives. We really care about you. And in return, they start to care about us. And it really does become a mutual thing, and it's a lifelong thing. This summer, we went to California and spent some time with Chase Daniel and his wife, his his child. He took us out to dinner. I mean, these are people that are friends with us for the rest of our lives, and it's important to us. Coach Dodd uses the the word care factor Mm -hmm. a lot. My six seasons with him weekly, mm-hmm. talking to him about not just football, but, but coaching these young men and being the athletic director at this high-profile school. Is there a goal board at home? You know what? <laughs> you know what? Todd is pretty good about coming home and just relaxing. And people ask me that all the time. They're like, is he intense at home? Not really. I mean, he's really able just to turn it off. He's like, you make the decision. You make it, Whatever you want to do, I'm good with. Because, you know, he's making all these decisions here. When he comes home, he's ready just to relax and let me control stuff. <laughs> The delegation, that, that's funny because you, you, you talk about a guy that's in charge of making decisions. Right. You know, both from the, the AD chair, but also from the head coach chair, mm-hmm. the quarterback room, you know, even back to when he was making decisions on the field because not a lot of people are able to shut it off. But what's interesting is every week he talks about being able to flip a switch. Right. Those players, hey, go on the field, be right. this off the field, be that on the mm-hmm. field. It's really hard to teach it, but if you're practicing it, yeah. it's it's pretty easy for all the kids to kind of look at him and say, well, if coach can do it, I can, I can mm-hmm. at least try to do it. Is mm-hmm. that something that he's aware of? You know, I think so. I think because so many people ask him. I went into work Monday. I worked for a real estate agency and I went in and I was Coach Dodge so mad about that game. Is he so mad? You know, he was disappointed absolutely after the game. You know, we fell a point short. But you know, at the end of the day, by Sunday he was fine. Time to move on. We've got a big game this week with Del Valley, and he can really, really do that. It's pretty impressive uh, what he said at the end of the game on camera, on radio. This is not the most important game that either of these two teams will play this year. To have that perspective sometimes is really unique from a from a position of stress. You know, having perspective. Obviously, Todd has all the years of experience, but managing stress and managing your life as well right. while holding on to this very large story, not only the connection with Coach Dodge and your father-in-law and your family, it can really get lost in the shuffle sometimes. Do you, do you ever think, wow, this is all happening? Did you ever think in, in 2014 when you when you moved to Westlake right. that this was ever possible? Westlake was always something that we talked about, even at, in Southlake. I wonder if that will ever be a possibility. When Todd and I met at UT and then after uh, college was over, we left this area and never came back. And so we always talked about living in the Hill Country again. And it was, I guess, a dream of ours. It wasn't something that we were completely focused on, but it was sort of looming to be able to do it. And now that my dad is gone and be a part of my mother's life, and it's just been a blessing for us to be able to be here with her. Some fans call it the circle 
a lot of us that go to high school, you know, have jobs, have careers, have families, move away, stay put. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily know what's going on at the high school level, but here it is, your name's on the field, and your husband is the head coach and AD. You are now looking at the generation factor, where not only you're a grandmother, but at the end of the day, you look back and go, well, wait a minute, I went to high school with you, and now your kid is playing for my husband. What? That's that, been really cool. Especially this year. Right. Well, you know, Mark Mangum was one of my dad's captains. I grew up knowing the Mangum family my whole life, and of course the Newtons, April. And, I mean, there's just a whole handful of them. are still come around, the Dozals. I've graduated high school with Scott Dozal, and I could go on and on. So, in fact, I'm having a little get-together on Friday for the 1981 class. Excited about having that. It's just been fun to see old friends. When when you have the opportunity to kind of live this full circle, you look at it from riding the bus with your dad and watching game tape mm -hmm. and understanding who Ebby Neptune is as a father, but then also having a perspective now. Well, that's why he did what he did, and that's what he was looking mm -hmm. for. That's the end goal. Right. Did you ever think that, that you'd be in a position to look at it from that perspective, Elizabeth? You, you have the opportunity to say, I'm glad I had those moments. You know, Can you take us through some of those moments with your dad that, that really oh, wow. stand out? I have so many. And you mentioned watching tape with my dad. That was back in the day of Real to Real. There was a fixture in our front room on the left, and we had a big white wall. And when I was little, I mean, I, I lived in there with him. He would watch film and talk to me. I was really the boy he never had. You know, I mean, I went everywhere with him. There was many years I rode the school bus to the football games. All those players back in the day, the Ingrams, the Becks, uh, Brad Shear. So that's my history. You know, most of them that I just mentioned played in the NFL. They were great men. They're great men today. Coach Dabbs. Of course, we came here with him from Sweeney, Texas. My dad was the offensive coordinator for Kenneth, and Kenneth brought my dad here to Westlake, and Kenneth was the first coach here. He's been like a father figure to me also, and I want to mention him. It's where it all started was with him. I know he's going to be someone that we're all going to miss. 50 years of Westlake High School. And what's the raw emotion that you're expecting? Yeah, I've kind of already been experiencing that because there's been a lot leading up to it. People are wanting yearbooks from us, anything that my mom might have. People are coming over and getting memorabilia. So I've had a lot of time to reflect, and it's I'm excited to have my friends over before the game, and then we're going to go to another tailgate that's sponsored by the school that I'm excited about. Then I'm having four girls spend the night from the high school that I graduated with, went first through 12th grade. I was here first through 12th grade. So this is my home, and it's important that that the pride's still here, that it's a winning tradition, that it's a beautiful school, and it's a great place to be, and I'm just so proud of that. It will always be that way. I, f I feel like it's going to be in good hands forever. There are people that you remember in the course of your high school career mm -hmm. that were a big part, and as I've talked to several of the alumni, especially mm -hmm. from the 80s, Tootie Bird. That singular person is that person in a lot of people's lives. Sure. Tell us who Tootie Bird is. Oh, wow. She's been in my life, my whole life, that I've been here at Westlake, and her and her husband, Hoyt. I can remember when she, she we had her speak at the Southlake graduation. She was the keynote speaker. She spoke at a thing for the Texas High School Coaches Wives for me. It was the national convention, and I went to the hotel and did her hair and makeup for her. And I mean, I have so many stories I could tell. When my dad was very sick in the hospital, her husband got stuck in the elevator, and we we had, it was freezing outside, and she had talked to us for like 15 minutes. We're like, where's Hoyt? And she said, oh, my God, he's in the elevator. He's stuck. <laughs> so, I mean, I've got a million stories about it. I mean, she's been in my life forever. Ken Dabbs, Ebby Neptune, it seems to me that, you know, when you get that phone call and you say, hey, we're going to move to Austin, Texas, and we don't have a football field, and we don't have a stadium, it's unique to get that perspective 50 years later of what was not here. I think people see the facade, they see the stadium, they see the bells and whistles, they see everything, but they don't know what was here. Right. And I think 
your connection to Coach Dabbs, your connection to your father, your connection to your mother. Mary Sue Neptune's been here for every step of the way, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that between her, you, and Todd, everything is as it should be. What do you think your dad would say if he were here? Probably all is well with my soul. He is a very spiritual person, and I know that it's probably really emotional for him. This would have been his dream for sure. This is not just the story of Westlake football as an institution. This is a story of people. Right. And it's a story of the people who built this place. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately on Friday night, you stop and think, okay, it is a great day to be Mm -hmm. a chaparral. It's a great day to be a chaparral. Elizabeth, thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it.